You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with the heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness. Rend your hearts and not your garments, says the prophet Joel. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Today we begin the season of Lent. At the Advent, that's a really busy time for the last 112 years, hard to imagine. Preachers much more um, dynamic and qualified than I have stood right there and talked to you folks. And then for, I don't know how many years, we've gone over there and had some delicious food and wonderful fellowship. It's amazing that this parish has been able to do that. Um, Catherine took me into the kitchen to bless the kitchen, and, and they were sort of reluctant to pause for a moment, even for the bishop to come and say a word of prayer, because they're busy folks, and they'll be busy. And we are busy. But surely the purpose of Lent is also to sit down and, and be quiet and listen. And invite the the voice of God into our lives to guide us and direct us, to put us on the right path. In Psalm 103, the psalm appointed for Ash Wednesday, We say, we repeat what Joel just said, the Lord is full of compassion and mercy, slow to anger and of great kindness. He will not always accuse us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our wickedness. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so is his mercy great upon those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, So far has he removed our sins from us. As a father cares for his children, so does the Lord care for those who fear him. For he remembers of what we are made. He remembers that we are but dust. And so the church all this time has put ashes on our forehead as a symbol of our own mortality and a recognition of our sinfulness But there's more to that. A friend of mine, a a theologian, bless his heart, he tried to teach me theology when I was at Sewanee. Surely he had better luck with other students. Wrote a book called Beloved Dust. Beloved Dust. 
He gave me a copy. I thanked him very much. He signed it for me. I read the first page and realized that he had written this for academicians. And so um, if you are interested in a really highbrow academic book called Beloved Dust, I'll be glad for you to have it for a little while. But I just like the idea of it, Beloved Dust. Yes, we are dust. Yes, we are sinful. Yes, we are miserable offenders. Yes, yes. And we are beloved and redeemed and forgiven. It seems to me like we have a hard time accepting that. It seems to me like we have a hard time accepting the infinite love of God that we cannot understand. Mostly what I do is tell stories, and, and used to be for a few years, I would say, have you heard this one before? But most people don't remember what I said before, so I'm just going to tell this story. If you've heard it before, then um, let me know if I tell it right. When I was 19 years old, I was dating a girl who was in a real foo-foo sorority at Ole Miss. Um, they have real, real foo-foo sororities at Ole Miss, and she was one of, part of one of those. I was not in the Greek system, and I was wearing overalls most of the time, and my Adidas tennis shoes were held together by duct tape. My hair was down on my shoulders. I was a beauty. And I think her sorority sisters must have convinced her that she could do better, and so she broke up with me. Oh, there was other stuff going on. I can't blame it all on the sorority sisters. And I can't really say she broke up with me. That's way too nice. She dumped me. <laughs> Sometime right after that, I went to summer camp and saw my friend Jimmy Lee Washington. Jimmy Lee cut the grass and took out the trash and did odd jobs around the place, uneducated and wise and saintly and a scoundrel. I wrote a book about Jimmy Lee Washington. And he saw that something was wrong with me. He said, what's wrong with you? And I said, oh, nothing. He said, what's wrong with you? And I said, she dumped me. And he said, it's about time. And that kind of hurt my feelings. And he, he took two fingers and tapped me on the chest like that. He said, look here. The way God sees us, ain't nobody no better than you. And I thought, well, all right. Ain't nobody no better than me. It doesn't matter whether she's in a foo-foo sorority or my duct tape is wearing out on my shoes. There's nobody any better than me. And I kind of stood up a little straighter, and he said, and, and you ain't no better than nobody else. <laughs> I think that's true. I think there's a lot of gospel in that. I tried to argue with him because I was 19 year old, years old, and that's what 19-year-olds do, and I was trying to explain to him that surely God must favor the, the wealthy and successful, the celebrities, the athletes, more than kind of regular people. And he was having none of it. And he said, you need to know that God loves you 
more than your mama loves you. Now, my mother loved me and all of her children relentlessly. Not just when we were good, but all the time. Not just when she was happy with us, but no matter what. It's hard to imagine being loved more than that. As a father cares for his children, so does the Lord care for those who fear him. More than your mama. And we are broken, sinful, incomplete, selfish, cowardly people. I don't think I'm just speaking for myself there. I think that's part of how we all are. We are sinful, Lord, Lord. And we will make a lot out of that. And the preacher will harangue the congregation and talk about the, the fear of damnation. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. You better look out. You better not cry. You better watch out. I'm telling you why. And yes, we are sinful. Dust. And we are beloved and redeemed and cherished and forgiven. And the recipients of the grace of God, which knows no limit, if we will just reach out and take a hold of it. Do y'all remember what Jesus said when he started his public ministry? Did he make a list of sins that we cannot be forgiven for? Did he mount a stewardship drive or appoint a committee? No, Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. Right there. The love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God is right there. My concern about Lent is that we're so busy being penitent and looking down and kneeling and saying we are not worthy that we don't allow ourselves to look up and say, here I am. And so the church invites you to the observance of a holy Lent. And we'll give stuff up and we'll take stuff on and we will say that we'll be quiet for an hour a day and we'll, all that stuff. And probably none of that will hurt. But I hope that you will at least consider that a part of the purpose of Lent is to see ourselves as God sees us. Beloved dust. saints and sinners and the children of God. I was ordained a bishop in the church right there.
And then I became the bishop diocesan and the dean of the cathedral took me back and I sat in that bishop's chair right there. And I expect that the day will come when the life leaves my body and we'll make a big deal out of it because he was a bishop after all and they'll bring my casket or my little box of ashes up and put it right here and a whole bunch of people will come. I hope you come and sing loudly. I hope you laugh. I hope you cry. That day, that day comes for all of us. When we are brought more fully, more completely into the love of God, and God welcomes us home as the father welcomed the prodigal. And at that day, unless I live long enough for us to change the prayer book, I hope we don't do that before I die. Whoever is doing the service will say, Give rest, O Christ, to your servant with your saints, where sorrow and pain are no more, neither sighing but life everlasting. You only are immortal, the creator and maker of mankind, and we are mortal, formed of the earth, and to earth we shall return. For so you did ordain when you created me, saying, You are dust, and to dust you shall return. All of us go down to the dust. Yet even at the grave we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. I don't know how many funerals I've done. I don't know how many times I've said that. And the family of the deceased is sitting right here and she is mourning the loss of her husband or they are concerned about the death of their parents or child. And we have the temerity to say, even at the grave, we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Because we are dust. But we are beloved dust. And the Lord God who made us loves us without condition, without fail, no matter what, no matter what, forever and ever. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.